Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the 22nd episode of The Soccer Scene with myself and my guest again, Noel O'Connor. Although at this stage, Noel calling you a guest, I'd say a co-presenter would be more, more accurate, I'd imagine. But Noel, we're here to digest, obviously, weekend of football for 3D United. Great win against over Ramblers, their second win in three games. It's been a great weekend, I suppose, for Limerick overall, Noel, really. You've had the win for the soccer team, obviously the win for the hurling team to get into the all Ireland final. And at the moment, we have the JP McManus Pro-Am in Adair, so it's been a good sporting weekend. But obviously, our focus will be 3D United. As I said, two wins in three games. I suppose in one way, it's it was a great win for them. In another way, it was a relief to get the victory against Cove, who obviously had a managerial change and haven't been in great form because Oxford won again. So it just keeps that battle really close as well for 3D. Yeah, it does. And look, it was it was good to bounce back after the Cork game. Um, and look, I thought they, they certainly deserved the win, um, particularly in the first half performance. Um, they totally dominated that first half, got an early goal. And like what's kind of been a bit typical, you know, they've had chances maybe to go two and possibly three nil up, particularly against the teams below them, uh, the Athlones and the Braves and obviously on... Friday night, the Coves, and they haven't taken those chances. And um, just going into the last couple of minutes of the first half, Jake Hegarty had a great opportunity from a cross coming from Treaty's right or the Cove left, and like he really should have scored, um, which would have put a different complexion in the game. Um, and they'd have been very unlucky to go in um, one all because they certainly should have been two or three nil up, I thought. And in the second half, you know, the game kind of changed, and uh, it was Cove that really missed a couple of sitters. But I, I felt that if, if 3D hadn't got the three points, they really would have felt very bad about it. And overall, I thought that they fully deserved um, the three points. Yeah, certainly. And one confidence booster for them, probably coming out of that game, the clean sheet. No, no they have been few and far between for a team that picked up quite a few more, I'd imagine, last season. Uh, so that was a confidence booster for, for the whole team, not just the defensive area. Yeah, I think so. And look, it isn't too far back where they had the clean sheet in Galloway as well. Mm. Um, so maybe that things are tightening up there I, I have put it on record already that I think Jack Lynch is a major plus at, at right back although um, he had an uncomfortable night um, on Friday night um, but besides that I think he's a lot more solid than Charlie Fleming was a, a better presence around there he understands how he needs to, to narrow the pitch and cover his centre halves and uh, he's certainly able to get the the team on the front foot as well in, in in terms of creating attacks and getting forward himself. Um, there seems to be a better chemistry between Callum McNamara and Shane Gearns. Um, looked a lot more settled um, on Friday night. And obviously, look, we all know how good Mark, Mark Ludden and how consistent uh, he has been. And certainly I thought it was a plus to see uh, Jack Brady black and goals as well. So um, overall, look, you have a settled back five there and... I think there probably there's no argument really, or does you mean to be broke about who who's to play there now and just hopefully that they can stay fit and the more games they play together will obviously the better that they that they should get. Certainly, and I must correct myself for a very uh, poor mistake on my part. It said two wins and three for three. Obviously, it's two wins and four for getting the the court game as well. But as you said, also two clean sheets in four, so that definitely is a positive. Uh, another. Positive on the evening, Noel, was the two first players in the senior men's side in Mark Ludden and Matt Keane to reach 50 appearances. 
uh, for the club. I know that you're a fan of both players, and to be fair, Tommy, you know, paid tribute to them afterwards. They do sound like your your model professionals as such in the dressing room. It must be said. Yeah, I think so. And look, the wealth of experience that Mark Ludden brings is obviously a plus. And look, you know, it's always a bit of a gamble, if you like, bringing in a guy, you know, that's coming towards the end of his career or what kind of an impact he has or how interested he's going to be. I suppose we'd have to, contra- uh, we have to contrast him with Joe Gorman and uh, how good that Mark Ludden has been for Treaty. And, you know, it's such a difficult position as well to find a good player in, particularly a guy who lacks a bit of experience, I think for years and years. Um, we'll go right back to the time where, where your uncle was uh, an outstanding left full for, for Limerick. But he's been a tremendous addition. And Matt Keane, look, obviously a bit quieter, I'd say, because in terms of his, you know, his less games and experience, but I think he's a brilliant uh, player for Treaty always. He's the guy that keeps going regardless of, you know, how tough it's getting. And uh, he he knows how to defend and, you know, he, he creates some chances as well. And he was my tip, if you like, as well. I think he'd make a decent right back as well. But I think the way it, it's worked out that Jack has gone back there has 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 been just as good. Uh, certainly. And another reason why it was it was great for Treaty, I suppose, to get the victories because they did feel the very young midfield as well, well, it was different to what we usually see. Obviously, Lee Devitt has been a relative mainstay in the middle of the park for a treaty, but he was joined in the middle by Martin Coughlin and Colin Conroy as well on the evening, who have been fringe players, have you know, been coming off making the sporadic appearances off the substitutes bench, but they got their chance from the start. How do you think those two players fared? Yeah, it was diff- it's, it's often difficult to really make a real judgment on guys like that, particularly watching on the LOI TV, where sometimes we're looking at seagulls and not what's actually going on in the pitch. But um, look, I, I, I thought in fairness, they did okay. I thought the two Cove guys, um, particularly McGrath, who was who was making his debut, I, I thought he did well. Like I, I didn't, there was a lot of, it wasn't really a midfield battle. A lot of the, uh, the game was played in the wide areas and the chances were created out there. But I think uh, Colin Conroy obviously comes down with a, re- with a really good pedigree from, you know, from where he's come from. And he's, he's experienced of playing in the, the higher lectures, if you like, of, of the National Under-19 League. And look, it's no harm to, to giving games and, and and getting playing week by week because, look, we see the you know the benefit of the, the likes of Matt Keane and Callum McNamara have got by actually get, getting game time. And I always said it like, you know, the games are worth 10 or 15 training sessions and there's no harm to keep him uh, on the pitch and get him as many minutes as we can and hope... Uh, Hopefully, as the season goes on and for next season, we'll reap the benefits of that. Another thing we've discussed many times in the past with, with our former colleague, anyway, Jason O'Connor, and yourself, Noel, Willie Armshaw. Always a hot topic, it, it appears, uh, around 3D United. Made another impact literally instantly with a goal capitalising on Luke Desmond's mistake. Desmond had already got a warning only about 10 minutes before that and, and continue to do the same thing but Willie Armstrong was on hand good finish from from Willie you know he's really had to buy his by this time I know there was you know rumours that he was very frustrated uh, about not in more game time in general and and you know that he was unhappy maybe during the court game but got his chance the other night apart from being Tommy is the League of Ireland manager and I wouldn't claim to know more than, than Tommy that's for sure obviously there is a reason he doesn't play uh, Willie, Willie Armstrong from start Noel uh, what's your own take on it do, do you think he's just cemented a place now is that he's he's definitely just a, an impact sub and it'd be hard to see him starting games 
he certainly seems to be a bit of super sub, all right. And I agree with you in that. Look, I, you know, and I would have had it myself. Why isn't this guy starting? Look, Tommy's looking at him at training, you know, whatever nice they're training. He, you know, he sees him all the time. He has made a really big impact in fairness to him in the season and a half. That was a really big goal for them, you know, to go 2-0 up because it was one of those games where the longer it went on a 1-0, the more nervous they would have got from, you know, the form, if you like, of the last eight or ten games. In fairness to Cove, they created a couple of unbelievable chances, hitting the post twice, hitting the crossbar twice, sorry, and, and a couple of more chances as well in the last 20 or 25 minutes. So it, it was a really big goal, and he and and he has done that. Um, look, if I still think it's probably no harm to give him a start mm-hmm. every now and again, and you know, if if you can only play 30 or 40 or 50 minutes, whatever, look, it can be the first. 40 or 50 minutes or the second 40 or 50 minutes but uh, I, you know I suppose he saw you know guys going on ahead of him um, he seemed to be a bit upset alright that night in uh, the Marcus Field last Monday night because we saw him ourselves um, heading to the, the dress room if you like and there was about 65 minutes gone I actually marked it myself I didn't know what was going on and uh, look he has to be mature about it as well um, at the end of the day the manager is the manager and he has to make the decisions and that's that's what you sign up for. And if I suppose he's probably looking at the impacts he's making and maybe he's put it up to Tommy again to say, look, I've, I've come on the pitch and I've got us a goal in a couple of minutes and um, give me a start and maybe Tommy will give him a start and that's obviously his uh, his own decision. Uh, certainly. And, and he has been knocking on, he would have knocked on the door with that goal, I suppose, goal because, you know, without maybe you've been too critical of the other players in those positions. You know, you've, you've Stephen Christopher there, you have Joel Kustrand there. Obviously, we know that, you know, McKean, you, you know what you're getting from McKean when he comes on the field. And in fairness to him, he set up the goal, great cross for the, for the own goal for Ben O'Reardon. I suppose if you're looking at it from William Armstrong's point of view, you have Joel Kustrand who's been injured. It's been stop-start. You know, he's probably thinking to himself, I probably should be getting more of an opportunity. I know he has been injured himself, but I mean, in general... Yeah, look, he's had one, I think, particular injury, hasn't he? Or where he was out mm. for a few weeks. Other than that, he stayed fit. We obviously couldn't say that about Joel Costrain, but I, I I heard the reason. I didn't notice it, but he seemed to be sick, actually, uh, against Cork. And that's why he came back, uh, came off. It wasn't a physical injury. But yeah, look, um, there's probably always someone that is overlooked in that. He certainly left his calling card now and, and, and got that goal. And I think looking at the team, you know, with Matt Keane playing on the right and, and Jack Lynch playing on the right, and I always was told by more experienced managers, be sure you're solid on one side. I certainly mm-hmm. think that they are solid on that side. And when you've Mark Ludden on the other side, I think Tommy can afford to maybe gamble, if that's the right word, and maybe start um, Willie Armshaw over there or, or, or Joel. Um, I think the last couple of games, he's got a lot of minutes again, Stephen Christopher, and it's kind of back to that, you know, thought process where we're saying, well, what has he actually done, you know, or what is he, you know, what has he contributed to the game? And I'm not quite sure. So maybe Willie has a point in terms of your three jobs in football are stopping goals, creating goals and scoring goals. And certainly, you know, for the minutes he's on the pitch, he's certainly delivered on that. I suppose if you were to pull out stats, Noel, that would probably be damning for another couple of players and really would go in his favour, really, isn't it? In the big moments in, in games, that's for sure. And I know the club tonight, it's something we've discussed briefly last week, the club tonight, officially announced the departure of Joe Gorman. We both said that we were quite disappointed, really, with 
way the transfer worked out. I'm sure both the player and the club are in, in some ways too. Uh, with the pedigree Joe Gorman came with, the fact that he'd been involved in a promotion team with Longford Knoll. He was with Galway last year, full-time too, under John Caulfield, uh, briefly albeit. Um, his departure has been fully announced. You know, I, we don't want to vilify players or, you know, scapegoat them by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but I was surprised to see some some treaty supporters saying that he was one of the best players for treaty this year. I certainly uh, didn't agree with that. But um, a, coming into the, this part of the season, now we mentioned the July transfer window. Do you think, Noel, it's, it's stick or twist for Tommy? Do you think he has to go out and try and sign another centre-back? Or do you think he will probably focus on getting Mark Walsh back into the team and stick with what he has? I think both. I think, look... Mark Walsh should be a super addition, you know, as well. And certainly straight away, you'd say the column could drop into midfield again, mm-hmm. you know, because you're talking about the young chaps that are playing in there at the moment. It's, you know, it's okay maybe against Cove with similar stature of guys in there, but we'll see how these lads get on maybe against, a, a, you know, a stronger centre midfield partnership. So certainly get Mark Walsh back fit again. But I, I do think, and I'm sure he's at it at the moment, certainly needs to bring in a couple of players and definitely one of those would be a centre half, I think maybe even a central midfielder. And like every club in the world, you're always looking for someone who might create or score goals for you as well. Yes, absolutely. That brings us, Noel, to a big game for the club. Friday, you've got Longford Town at the Markets Field. It's been a, two very tight and albeit, forgive me for saying, dull affairs. I, in fairness, the game in at the Markets Field wasn't so bad in terms of quality-wise, particularly the way the contrast in styles between two teams. Longford are very much get the ball on the floor and it, but it was 2 0 all draws. One at uh, Flanker Park City Calling Stadium, as it's called now, and nil all at the Markets Field. So no goals. You'd imagine that certainly will change by the night. The fact that there's been no goals in both games, and um, you know it's a real chance, I suppose, for Treaty now to build try and get a second win and, and get a, a momentum going, especially try and get a, a win in front of their home fans now because it hasn't been that long ago that they also be that long. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, there's six points between the two clubs as well. So, you know, a win at the moment on the last few games, Treaty obviously have been looking over their shoulders at, at Wexford closing the, the gap and maybe if they could win on, on, on Friday... They're not looking over their shoulders anymore and they're saying, you know what, we can catch uh, Longford and we can go that into probably fourth. probably has gone under the radar a bit, Noel, hasn't it? You know, the, the fact that I suppose 3D and Wexford, it's all been about the battle for fifth, but, you know, they're kind of reeling in Longford a tiny bit that it might become a, a three-way race again if things go yeah, that think, way. Yeah, right. because I, I remember looking at it a few weeks ago and I think it could be nine points or ten points hmm. or maybe nine points with Longford having, have, having a game at hand. So, it's, it's another big game. Look, they look at that after maybe, but it's a home match and you want to be winning their home matches. Um, I think they are going to have to up up the performance again. Certainly not give up as many chances, you know, as they have been doing, uh, even against Cove. And particularly at the top end, maybe start taking those chances if they do go a goal up, like and not kind of retreat into their shell, if you like, after going a goal up and, miss a couple of chances and, and just give those teams an opportunity to come back at them because if you do that, unfortunately, the general result is that they will take one of those chances that you give them. But certainly a big game, a game to look forward to and uh, certainly a very difficult game to predict. Yeah, definitely is. Um, team-wise, I know that I have heard you know, that Dean George is struggling um, after coming off in the game. Not sure if he'll make the starting lineup. 
imagine it would be a straight shot then that Conor Melody maybe would come in into that position if Ender Curran isn't back. We don't know about Ender Curran's situation for Friday night, to be honest with you. Obviously, Joe Collins wasn't there either. I'd probably expect Joe Collins to be brought in ahead of Martin Coughlin or Colin Conroy if he was fit, but I'm not sure what you think about that yourself. Yeah, I think certainly one of them. I, I, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be disappointed to see Colin Conroy start again. I think he probably needs a run of games. Look, probably better if there was someone with a bit of experience there. I don't know how 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 Lee David is, but certainly either himself or, or or Joe Collins, you know, would certainly be a help to him. And I think that they certainly will have their work cut out there. Um, you you'll get a, certainly a lot of work that work rate from from Connor Melody as well. Um, look, you'd prefer to see Dean George playing. As I said, I think he's one of the most improved players for for Treaty this year, and he's benefited from games as well. So hopefully he's fit to go and. Uh, if he is, well, I think that they'll, they'll give it a right go.